And so today we're going to talk about the different types of reincarnation. And the first one that I wanted to talk about is the level of Ibul, which happens during a person's life. If you need to go back to the lectures that I've done previously about reincarnation, they are on Vital. And I explain there what Ibul is. So the level of Ibul happens during a person's life. And it means that sometimes after a person does a certain kind of positive act, um, and he does it the right way, the nefesh of a certain righteous person will be arranged for him to come into his body. So he actually comes and helps him. He comes and um, follows him into his life. So what happens, and I'm going to read from the book, the nefesh of a certain earlier righteous person will be arranged for him who also had performed this positive act correctly. Since they are similar with respect to this positive act, the nefesh of the righteous person will become an evil with him. What does that mean? That if a person does a certain positive act on the level of nefesh, and this righteous person during his life did that same thing, the soul of the righteous person comes in now to this person who did the, the positive act and helps him the rest of the way. So not only this, but it is also possible that the righteous person is with him during his lifetime and yet be an ibul within him for the reason mentioned. So not just a righteous person that passed away and now his soul comes into him, but actually a righteous person who lives in our time in our days, his essence can come into the person's essence to help him. When this person will do a positive act that are relevant to this righteous person who also performed them correctly, then the nefesh of the righteous person will come as an ibor in him, even though they are alive at the same time. And this is the secret of the nefesh of David became attached to the nefesh of Jonathan while they were both alive together. The nefesh of David was an ibul with, within Jonathan. So imagine if you have a righteous person that you know in this lifetime, and the positive actions that you do align with the positive actions of the righteous person, you're getting part of his soul inside of you. So you have all of that amazing energy in this lifetime. It doesn't necessarily have to be from a righteous person that passed away. And this is now number two. We're, by the way, in chapter three, I believe, of the book of reincarnation. And if you would like, you can contact me and I'll tell you which one it exactly is. So part two in chapter three. Souls into the klipot. So the klipot, I think I mentioned, are the shells of negativity that surround the soul. However, regarding reincarnation, the matter requires some elaboration. Of course, we have to explain it. Therefore, we will begin with a discussion with Adam Arishon in order to more easily understand the matter. Adam Arishon, Adam. Know that when Adam Arishon sinned, he blemished all the sparks of his nefesh, ruach, and neshama. So after the sin of the Garden of Eden, he, Adam, actually made a blemish in all the levels of his soul. The matter is, as, is, as it is known, that just as a person's body contains many sparks in his 248 limbs and 365 tendons, there are many sparks in his head, in his eyes, and in every limb 
Likewise does the nefesh. So the same way that a person has 248 limbs and 365 tendons and they're all over his body, the same way those sparks of light are existent in the level of nefesh. They elucidate in the Midrash Tanhuma, it's a, a Midrash is the explanations about different things, that regarding the verse, where were you when I founded the earth? And this is from the book of Job. And this shows us that Adam was still not completely formed and it depended on his, all the different parts of his limbs and his body to become one so that he could receive the level of Ruach. And the same thing happened in Ruach. So, like I explained in the beginning, Nefesh Ruach Neshama. So, when Adam was first created by the Creator, all of those pieces were one. There was no negativity, there was no separation between the pieces. When he sinned, when the sin of the Garden of Eden happened, he blemished the majority of the sparks of all of the levels, nefesh, ruach, and neshama, causing them to become mixed together with klipot, with shells. So what happened? The negativity of the Garden of Eden happened. When that happened, all the klipot, all the negativity, all the shells were mixed in with all the sparks of light. And that's the secret of what's written in the introduction of the book, like a bird that wanders from its nest. What does that mean? The same way that the klipot, the negativity, hide the Creator from us, the same way the righteous people are exiled and have to look again and again. What does that mean for us? What does that mean in the book? It means that in the same way that a bird leaves its nest and wanders and maybe can't find its way back right away, we wander from our past because of all the negativity, because of all the shells, because of all the klipot. And according to the level of the sparks, that is how they were exiled. So to the corresponding place among the klipot, which means the head to the head, the eyes to the eyes. That's the secret of the matter of the exiles of the souls. What happened? Cain and Abel, his sons, also committed another sin. And then another sin after Adam. And they also caused the sparks to become deeper and deeper into the klipot, into the shells. So. Everything, even in the chaos, had a certain kind of order. All those sparks went to the negativity, but they went to the negative side of the head. So there's a positive side, Adam, and a negative side. So now, let's go into part three, rectified and not rectified. In each generation, some of the sparks leave and come to reincarnate in this world. So some of those sparks from the negativity come back to reincarnate in this world. It all depends upon the level of the negativity of the souls of the particular generation, which can be either sparks from the head or the eyes that need to be fixed in this world. There are some who, though they reincarnate in order to become rectified, are not careful and sin. So again, after they've come back and they're trying to make it, you know, make it this time, actually do the things they're supposed to do, a lot of us, what do we do? We have free will. We choose 
you know, we don't think about it as sin. It's not necessarily a sin. It's not that you're going to go and kill someone. We're not talking about that. But every time that we, let's say, don't have human dignity or have jealousy or get angry, and all of us have it, we blemish a little bit, a little bit. Now, I'm not saying we all need to be righteous because it's very hard, but this is what it says in the Gates of Reincarnation. So there are some who, though they reincarnate in order to become rectified, are not careful and do negative things again. Again, they're immersed in the klipot, and it's like in the beginning, together with all the sparks that are drawn from this person and depend on this person to go and rectify again. So basically, we come back again with the same sparks of the souls to fix, to become rectified. This is an in-between state, which includes reincarnation and ibu. So the state between coming back to fix things and then creating that negativity and having to go back again is the state in between reincarnation and ibu. All of the sparks of the nefesh, even those which had already been rectified, come in a complete reincarnation from the time of birth with the individual spark that was damaged and do not separate at all until the day of death. So even if there are sparks of light, sparks of the soul that were reincarnated and fixed, if a person does a negative action, all of those sparks have to come back again. From the person at birth, they're together all again to try and fix things again. However, the reincarnation of the rectified sparks is called ibul, since they do not have a share in the sins of this body, only in the merits. So what does that mean? They all come back into this reincarnation but there are parts of the soul that already fix themselves. They don't need to be fixed again. Those parts of the souls are considered like a righteous person, and they only come back as an ibul to help the body. They're part of the soul to help the body because they've already rectified themselves. So, as you know, some of us do things that are easy for us, and we're good at it, and we like to share, and then we have some parts that are not the best about us. So the parts that we've already fixed, the parts that are easy for us to do, we don't have to worry about. Those parts are there to help us in our times that we might fall into negativity. This is in the same manner explained regarding souls of righteous people who have died and actually come back in the secret of Ibul during a person's lifetime and not from birth. This is what we said in the beginning that the secret of a righteous person who has passed away and comes back to help the person who did is on the same path, who did the same rectification, the same positive thing. They come back during the person's lifetime, not necessarily after he dies. Thus a spark that has not been rectified at all through the fulfillment of positivity, or if it transgresses one of the sins for which there is no resurrection, and we will talk about that, will reincarnate into a second body which will be named after it. What does that mean? that if a person doesn't fix a certain part, we have to come back again. We have to come back again to fix it in a different body. And we'll talk about the different types of death and why people die and what happens in the reincarnations. We're going to get into all of that. Thus, a spark that has not been rectified at all through the fulfillment of positivity, or if it is or if it transgresses one of the sins for which there is no resurrection, it will reincarnate into a second body. Like we said, it's going to come back again. 
the sparks that were rectified through positive actions, but which were blemished through some part of a negativity, will come as an ibul. Remember, even though this is also reincarnation, so it's going to come back with the second body, the second time they come back into this world to help them. However, sparks that have not been blemished through negativities after having been rectified by positivities do not come at all except as an ibur during the lifetime and also only if the person merits it. So let me, let me say that again because I know it, it could be a little bit confusing. The sparks that have never been blemished through any kind of negativity and they've already been fixed through all the positivities that a person did, they don't come at all unless they're coming through an ibul to help a person in this lifetime. And that also is only if the person actually has the merit for those sparks to come back to him. Because he's already fixed them, there's no reason for them to be here. He's already fixed them, and now they're coming to help him on his path. What comes out of this is that when the nefesh reincarnates in this world, the main part of the reincarnation is for the specific part that had been blemished related to that body. The rest of the parts already having coming, come in other bodies in which they were rectified only return as on the level of Ibul. So again, what happens on the level of Nefesh is that the main part of the reincarnation, the main part of the reason why the person is here is for the specific part of the spark that has not been rectified. That's the only reason. But the rest of the parts that already have come in other bodies and other reincarnations and they were already fixed, they're only here as the bull. They're only here to help the person. Therefore, when the part that is related to the body that does a positivity in this world, then the rest of the parts of the nefesh that are in the ibul in him receive a portion in this positivity since they assisted him in the performance of the good deed. Now, we're going to talk about it soon, but this isn't just about yourself. This isn't just about your body. All of us have sparks that are we, all of us have uh, pieces of sparks that are connected to each other. So every time you help someone who has the same issues as you, who has the same things that need to be fixed, you help them fix it, you get part of that merit. You get part of that fixing, that part of the ibu. And in, your, and in your life itself, the pieces that are already rectified, the sparks that are already rectified within you, get part of that light, get part of that um, positivity because they helped you get there. And we're going to talk in the end a little bit about what this means. In a similar manner mentioned previously in the secret of Ibu of a righteous person, this is not the case when this specific part does negativities, the rest of the nefesh will not share in the punishment because they help for the good, not for the evil. This is also a protection. So if if a person on the level of nefesh does something negative, those sparks will not be touched because they only came here to help with positivity. They cannot be affected with negativity. And this goes also, if you think about it, I know I'm reading from the book and it sounds like it's really complicated and we're talking about our reincarnation and our soul and the sparks and everything. But if you think about it, we all have people around us that we are connected to. 
usually our family members are the ones that we're coming back to do a correction with, the closest people around us. You know, there's three types of people in the world, the people you love, the people you hate, and the people that you are indifferent with. The people that you are indifferent with, you have no correction with them. They're not part of your soul, nothing. The people that you love and the people that you hate are the ones that you came back in this world to do some kind of correction with. So when we say that there's different sparks of the soul that are the same and that a righteous person's soul can come in and help you, it's also the people around you. Your friends that are closest to you, the ones that you know have the same issues that you do. When you're helping each other get to that level, you're each benefiting from it. But you can't get hurt from somebody who did a negative action to themselves if you were part of just trying to help them for the good. You can't be affected. Thus, when a person is born in a reincarnation, all parts of the nefesh return there. So when a person is born, all the parts of the nefesh are born with the person. However, the main reincarnation is only for the specific part that is relevant to the body that came to rectify what had been blemished in the previous bodies. So every reincarnation has a specific reason. And so only the sparks that are there for that reason, remember, we choose who we're going to be born to, we choose when we're going to be born, our soul knows exactly what it needs to do. Obviously, we forget because of free will and all those things, but the parts that have been rectified don't have to be there. They only come to help. And the specific parts that are relevant to the specific body that needed to come back to this world to do some kind of rectification, that's what's going to come. Reward and punishment depends only upon it. So the positivity and the negativity only depends on that specific part of that person who came back to change that specific thing. The rest of the nefesh will we'll receive reward but not punishment because everything else is fixed. Whatever your nefesh has fixed comes back fixed and it doesn't get hurt. The rest of the sections of the nefesh take a portion in the reward but not in the punishment. So they get a part of the positivity but they're not going to be affected by the negativity. Thus, this nefesh as a whole, now that it undergoes suffering and punishment that comes to the body, remember, the soul doesn't suffer. It's only the body. Aside from that which it had suffered by the rest of the sparks in previous bodies and bears the pain of death in this body and the suffering that comes after death, consequently will atone for its previous negativities. Why? Because when a person, not a soul, when a body goes through pain and suffering, unfortunately, sometimes we don't choose the way that we need to make the rectifications, so we have to go through pain and suffering. And I always say, Pain is something we, we have to go through to change. Suffering is a choice. There's a big difference between pain and suffering. Suffering is when you choose to suffer. Pain helps us grow, and we can overcome the pain. We can take the pain in and say, okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to grow? How do I need to change? But suffering, nobody needs to suffer. That's a choice. Um, however, for the positivities that it did in previous reincarnations, as well as for the positivities performed by this spark, so now, everything that we did in a previous reincarnation, all the positive things we did in a previous reincarnation, and all the positive things that we did in this lifetime, it will receive a portion as mentioned. So all of the previous reincarnations will receive 
a part of that. All the previous sparks that were fixed and now came back are going to receive a part of that. In this manner, its rectification and perfection will be completed. So, <coughs> excuse me, everything will be done. Slowly, slowly, we're going to work on the sparks and everything will be done. However, if it had a portion in the current negativities of this spark, currently, the one, this lifetime that's undergoing rectification, there could never be rectification from the nefesh throughout all of its reincarnations since a person always does negativities and would add new negativities to the previous ones from other reincarnations. So there would, it would never end. Since the rest of the portions of the nefesh don't have a portion of the negativity of the evil in the spark, only its positivities, that's why it can complete everything and not accumulate. Because if we had to come and all the things that we fixed already got, got dirty from all the negativities we did, we'd, we'd be coming back forever and we would never be able to fix it. That's why the things that we fixed, those are the things that are easy for us. The things that we fixed in a previous lifetime, those are the things that we know instinctively. You know, the, the gifts that you're born with. If you know how to talk to people, if you know how to make people happy, if you're a good public speaker, if you know, those are the things that come to you easy. Those are the things that you already fixed in a past lifetime. The things that are harder for us are the ones that we need to focus on. Merits will be renewed and increased in every reincarnation of each spark, which will result in an end to the stage of reincarnation and for the rectification of the nefesh. So all of the positivities that we do will be built up and built up and built up and help us fix the level of nefesh. And in this way, the nefesh will become completed with all of its sparks through reincarnations until they no longer need to reincarnate to rectify any of the sparks from the head of the nefesh to its feet. Once the feet are completed, then we are done with that specific reincarnation. So what does it mean? The nefesh is a complete nefesh from head to toe. And once we've gone through the reincarnations of fixing everything, nothing can be hurt. It's just accumulating positivity and more positivity and more positivity. And we can never make, we can never affect negatively on what's already been fixed. And in that way, we can uh, finish the level of nefesh. Thank you.